Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. So I want to introduce you all to uh, Dr. G. Christopher Hunt, who is the vice president dean and dean for equity and inclusion at Moravian University and an instructor for racial and ethnic inequality. Uh, Dr. Hunt is also the founder of the award-winning Black and Latino Male College Readiness Program of the Lehigh Valley at Moravian University. His research, When Millennials Meet Baby Boomers, Multiple Case Study on the Experiences of Black Male College Students, examined the lived experiences of two generational cohorts of Black male college graduates. Dr. Hunt uh, holds bachelor's and doctoral degrees from East Stroudsburg University of Pennsylvania and a master's degree from Westchester University of Pennsylvania, Dr. Hunt, welcome to Evening Words. Dr. Peterson, good to be with you. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, and I, I will say that w- when you said the the part, saying the quiet part out loud, we mm. we actually said that. I'm I'm sitting here where I'm at. You said that on the air. We said at the same time because you're you're exactly right. I mean, I don't know if you had a chance to go through uh, the 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 article, Dr. Hunt, but I'm I'm just curious as to you know, you work in this space and and I I feel like it's the kind of space um, that operates amidst pendulum swings. Right. So DEI work, if you've done it long enough, the pendulum swings. So so you have unrest around George Floyd in 2020, 2021, a, a mass movement organization. You get a lot of promises from institutions. Uh, a few dollars thrown this way or, 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 or that. And, and, you know, um, it, it starts to pick up some momentum, but then eventually you get the backlash. And so before we even dive into the article, I wonder what you think about that phenomenon in doing this kind of work. Well, I, and I think you're right. I, I'll take it back even further. And we, we don't have enough time to go back far enough, but, you know, you even think about the, rise to the presidency of President Obama mm-hmm. and what was happening around his election. Uh, then after his election, you had to fight against the um, idea that we were in a post-racial era mm-hmm. uh, because uh, folks were were saying that, you know, we have uh, with the election of President Obama, we've made it. And so we don't have to worry about um, racism anymore. There's a black president. <laughs> the, post, so we had, the post-racial uh, you know, minute. Right, right, right. So we were, as DI professionals, we were, you know, saying, no, we're not quite, we're not quite there yet. Um, but certainly yeah, you fast forward to even the election of the 45th. Uh, and that's part of the backlash. Mm. Uh, and then you have the George Floyd, um, movement moving forward. And then the, the backlash around that. So it, it certainly is, um, head spinning. I will say I'm probably more of a cynic than others, mm. uh, in so much as to say I'm, I'm, I'm not terribly surprised. When I read, I was, I, I, this is amazing journalism. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the investigation behind it is, is incredible. And I'm, I'm, I am, I, I'm, I'm not that surprised to read really anything that I saw. I like that they connected the dots, but um, I'm really not that uh, surprised by it. No, no, no surprises for you. I I hear that. I mean, do you, do you feel like as, as someone who is, you know, who's kind of done the work and the research, but is also a practitioner, 
uh, do you have certain kinds of strategies for how you navigate those pendulum swings when it comes to DEI work? I mean, is it just about keeping it steady, going, you know, head fr- eyes front, head high to the finish, as we say? Or, I mean, are there other particular strategies that, that you sort of take into account in order to navigate the ebbs and flows of, of this kind of work? I think it's about capacity. Um, one of the things that we talk about in my office and in my work is capacity building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, one person or, or one office can do as much as they can, but to be able to collaborate with other folks on campus, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to, to push the message through in ways that sometimes I can't, uh, because of, you know, my background, how I show up. Uh, another colleague, a white colleague might be able to reach a group of folks that I can't reach or someone who's in the LGBT community mm-hmm. um, can help me further the message. I, I think for, for us, it's always been about capacity building and trying to build coalitions um, to, to spread the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, I mean, you know, what this article does is it, it talks about the, the funding behind it, the political strategy uh, that's that's around this this you know anti DEI movement or crusade, um, and you know in in many ways it's been effective. What the article didn't talk about was um, even the 2021 gubernatorial race in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, the the current governor won that race on this whole um, you know CRT is the boogeyman platform. That's right. Um, and in Virginia, it was, it was effective. Now he didn't win the, the state house last year, uh, thankfully. Um, but it's, it, it's been, uh, it's been a tool. I think we're going to continue to see a proliferation of it. I had forgotten that Governor Yunkin out of Virginia had basically run on the kind of, you know, uh, moms for liberty, you know, uh, school board anti-critical race theory, even though critical race theory doesn't show up or exist in any school curriculum, kind of message very successful, similar to Governor DeSantis, who became very popular in the state of Florida around anti-woke, eradicate, DEI. It it looks more and more like it's a successful strategy for right-wing political leaders. Yeah, you you know, and, uh, you know, um, the 45th, Trump wrote an executive order on this back in, I think it was 2020, um, before he left office, uh, you know, banning, starting, starting to ban DEI, uh, trainings and programs, at least, at least at the federal level. I, there was a, so to your point about the pendulum swings, uh, we were trying to figure out like what kinds of trainings, um, we can participate in. Does it affect us? There was all, you know, webinars, webinars and trainings trying to figure out where that stood. So, um, but yeah, absolutely. There's a gubernatorial race one on that, uh, that has largely been the Sanders' platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, I think we can expect to see more of it in, um, in this 2024 election. So, Dr. Hunt, I got to get ready to take a break, but will you hold on with us and come back and, and, uh, continue the conversation with me, please? Absolutely. You're listening to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We are live on WRD, 900 AM, 96.1 FM. I'm in conversation with Dr. Christopher Hunt, who's the vice president and dean for equity and inclusion at Moravian University. And we are still a bit gobsmacked 
by this New York Times expose that details the well-organized and well-funded effort against DEI initiatives across this nation. We'll be back after these messages. Back to Evening Words with Dr. James Peterson on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Welcome back to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We are live on WRD, 900 AM, 96.1 FM. We are in conversation with Dr. Chris Hunt, who is the Vice President and Dean for Equity and Inclusion at Moravian University and an instructor for racial and ethnic inequality. Dr. Hunt, welcome back uh, to, to Evening Words. So, I so obviously this is well organized and and I'm I'm glad you're not surprised sir cuz you're in the trenches but I think for our listeners when we hear about something like this the first one of the first things that I think comes to mind is well so how do we get organized like that you talk about capacity building but how do we you know I don't want to be reactive to this movement right or reactionary because I don't know if that's going to solve for 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 meeting this challenge long term. And again, I know this is taking place at universities and in political campaigns, but I feel like even here at radio, at Black Talk, Progressive Talk Black Radio, we're vulnerable to it, right? There are other entities and institutions that that may not show up in this particular report or these thousands of emails with these different exchanges. But I do feel like there are other targets for this with this kind of effort. Help me understand, help us understand how we can be very strategic about building capacity and and being proactive about these efforts to dismantle progress. Yeah, I, it, it's, a, it's a great question. I think um, you know a, a lot of this is going to come down to uh, our organization around the, the ballot box. Um, and, you know, that that is um, that might be tricky for some given you know where our state of politics is at um but but uh, i think getting our and, and i'm not talking about those people who are already in office i'm saying like we need to organically on a grassroots level um begin to raise up a, a new generation of of leaders who who look like us who uh, advocate for the things we want to to see uh, and so I don't, and I'm not sure. I think in, in some pockets those people exist, but um, certainly they're they're not in Harrisburg as much as they need to be. They're not uh, necessarily in D.C. as much as they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think it starts there. I think you know I think the churches can do a lot of that work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, obviously our, our nonprofit organizations uh, can c- continue to do a lot of that work, uh, and then. Beyond that, I also do think it is, again, coalition building. Mm. Uh, so we have to figure out ways to work with uh, other folks. I mean, it is certainly anti-Black racism, <laughs> uh, anti-Black discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's these other things. I mean, this expose, this 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 uh, article did not stop at uh, anti-Black discrimination. They were talking about LGBTQ folks. They were yeah. talking about... Um, South Asian folks. They were talking about Asian people. They were yeah. talking about like you know a, a lot of different people. Indiscriminate uh, prejudice. Indiscriminate prejudice. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we can't think that it's happening in our community and not impacting others. So we have to figure out a way to 
um, to, to bring in other voices in. And like I said, capacity, but we got to figure out how to build some, some more coalitions. That, that was one of, that was one of Dr. King's strategies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so some, some of this has to happen in terms of organizing around, around voting and elected political leaders. Some of this is actually about building and strengthening the coalitions across different organizations to meet the challenge. What about the funding piece of this? What, 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 what about the, the funding aspect of it? Because it, you know, this, they're raising, they are getting some grants here and there, but they're also raising private dollars for these targeted attacks. Yeah. I, I think part of that is they're, they've been better at, articulating where the money is going to, uh, how the money is being funded. They're, they're able to report back and, and show some, some, um, benefits to, you know, raising, raising money. Mm. Um, mm. You, you know, something else that this article didn't, uh, did mention, and it, it can't do everything, but something else that's happening since you mentioned it, uh, is all these court decisions that you're seeing, these different cases working their ways through the courts. Yep. There's there are there are dollars there are big money donors who are pretty much trolling the court system trying uh, tr- trolling different programs that's right trying to pick them off and get them in the courts that's right uh, and so you know it's no coincidence that affirmative action was overturned it's no coincidence that Roe versus Wade was overturned the, they, there are groups who are funding these initiatives to make their ways into the court. So there are some law firms who strictly do uh, trolling of different programs to find out, oh, that one seems like a case that we can take and they'll find a way to... to they will find a plaintiff. They will find a plaintiff to push yeah. to push the issue. That's yes. right. It's, 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 right, it's, right. it's, it's um, stunning. And all, that, all the, and all that is funded. Uh, and then they're able to report back and see see what we've done. I think that our strategy has to be something around demonstrating to folks, hey, if if you're able to um, um, give even small small dollars mm-hmm. to this cause, here's what our intentions are. Um, I just don't think that we've been organized enough to 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 do that, and that's where that's where. I think that's where our next uh, initiative needs to to go towards. Mm-hmm. I, I think for a lot of us, Doctor Hunt, we're we're playing, we're approaching the game with a good faith effort, and our opponents are bad faith actors. Which is to say mm-hmm. that we, you know, we're going in like, hey, we're trying to make progress, and we want to be more inclusive, and we want to be culturally sensitive, and we want to, you know, embrace different identities and things like that. And, and because we think that's progress, because based upon the principles of this nation, that is supposed to be progress. But our opponents mm-hmm. are like, we hate you. All. We hate y'all. We don't right. want you around here. We don't want you know what I mean. We're we're gonna you know rig the game or do whatever or get our billionaire friends to do this. I mean, that to me is what it looks like when I read an article like this New York Times anti DEI piece. Yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of this is. Um, it obviously is political and there's a, there's certainly a, um, a history of the left, uh, only going so far when it comes to being, you know, cutthroat and mean. We, 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 we <laughs> folks on the left may not always want to go that far. Mm-hmm. On the, on the right, the, 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 the idea is by any means necessary, mm. uh, is the way that, 
they'll wage a political strategy. Um, and so, and if it smells like it's going to be a win, they'll, they'll double down. I think we're seeing a double down. The, the article actually ended with what I mentioned before is that, um, this is, they're, this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the, uh, Congresswoman from New York who was, uh, interrogating the Stephanie. college president mm-hmm. Elise Stefanik isn't going to be the, Fight, yep, Elise Stefanik from New York. It, it, I, I would be surprised if she doesn't pick up the um, vice president nomination. Wow. I, I think I think that that is the kind of um, <laughs> person um, that the uh, likely Republican nominee is going to choose. Wow. You heard it here first, folks. I think that's a prediction. So, Dr. Hunt, I'm going to get you out here on this one. You know, here at Evening Words, you know, we want to pay attention to this. I actually want to watchdog the Claremont Institute and be paying close attention to these initiatives. So we're, we we want to host like kind of a DEI roundtable round robin where we have folks like yourself and other folks coming in here on a weekly or biweekly basis to Share with us your experiences and your insight working in the trenches in this space, but also helping our audience to pay attention to the different efforts, well-organized, well-funded efforts to roll back progress on this front. I I wonder if you think that will help us out or advance it a little bit and also if you will participate in that going forward. Uh, I mean, so yes and yes. I think any awareness that we can raise um, to what's happening now. I mean, and I love that you're doing this starting here in, you know, it's, it's January. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be a lot to discuss for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is an amazing platform to do it. So, and thank you for, for using your platform as such. And I would love to, to join you for that conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Hunt. You're listening to Evening Words. I'm your host, Dr. James Peterson. We've been in conversation with Dr. Christopher Hunt who is Vice President and Dean for Equity and Inclusion at Moravian University and Instructor for Racial and Ethnic Inequality. Dr. Hunt is also the founder of the award-winning Black and Latino Male College Readiness Program of the Lehigh Valley at Moravian University and has extraordinary research into the experience of Black men in college and universities. Dr. Hunt, thank you so much for, for joining us here on Evening Words. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 